Hey everybody, welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. Today is our season finale of season two, our last episode of 2019, which is so crazy. But for today's episode, we have a Q&A. You guys asked some pretty awesome questions and we are giving you our unfiltered answers right here, right now. So get ready, pull up a seat and let's do this together. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of For the Girl of the Year 2019. How exciting. We're ending it with a bang. We've done a lot of episodes this year. We've done a lot. We talked about dating types. We've talked about church. We've talked about going back to school. We've talked about how to read your Bible. We've talked about all the things. Friendship. So many things. Yes. So many things. And for our final episode of this season of the year, just to like wrap everything up, we would thought that we would do a Q&A. So we asked you guys to ask us questions on Instagram. And later in the episode, we are going to answer your questions. And there are some funny ones. There's some serious ones. There are some that honestly, I don't have an answer to. But we are going to walk through a lot of your questions. I'm really excited about that. But before we jump into that, I think we maybe have my favorite Mac and Ken's mess up of all time. I'm so glad we saved this for the final episode. Yeah, this one's pretty good. Because this is a classic (laughs) Ken's story. So it is time for Mac and Ken's mess up. Yay. Okay, you guys, this one is really embarrassing on my part. Please don't judge me. I'm asking for forgiveness. Okay, how many years ago was this, like, set the stage, set the scene for us? Okay, I'm pretty sure this was, like, last year, so okay. pretty fresh. Pretty or maybe, fresh. like, earlier in this. Ago, no, right? not that this long This was ago. really fresh? Yeah, it was pretty fresh. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, my goodness, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I went out to dinner with a friend of mine and my sister, and the three of us were just hanging out, and we were walking from one place to the next, and so one of my my sister's friend like really doesn't know the Lord very much. Mm-hmm. She grew up in a Jewish home and like knows a little bit, but not much at all. Yeah. And yeah. so more familiar with God than the Jesus. Yes. Part of the story. Okay. Yes, exactly. And I always like, of course, every time I hang out with her, I'm like super careful with my words. And like, I have so much like intention behind like everything I'm saying. And yes. like, I, I really, she's a really big part of my life. I like really do like pray for her all the time and like really like am excited for what God has in her life. Yeah. And um, anyways, we were walking from dinner to the next place and she asked me, she was like, she was like, Ken's like, tell me a little bit more about this, like Jesus thing. And you're like, oh my goodness, this is my moment. Yes. I I am going to bring the gospel story to her right here, right now. (laughs) Yeah. So much anticipation for this moment. I mean, how cool. She like literally straight up asked me. Like, Answered prayers, for sure. This is the coolest. Yes, exactly. So I start talking. We're just walking. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, yeah, okay, so, you know, he, you know, Jesus came on this earth, and, like, he was just like you and I, but lived this, like, sinless life, and did all these crazy things, I'm pretty sure I told her a couple cool miracles. stories, yeah, miracles, and all healings, the amazing things. and, yeah, empowered people, and discipled people, and, like, had a huge impact on the world around us, and I was making it seem like it was, like, really in, like, regular terms, so that she could yeah. really comprehend yeah. it, you know, because I didn't want to sound, like, super out there, and she was like, what in the world are you saying, because she's, yeah, yeah. Didn't want to use other Christianese and everything like that. Totally. Yeah. So I was telling her the whole thing. And then I get to the part where obviously Jesus gets crucified. Yeah. And then dies and then raises again. Yeah. The story that like all of us love. The whole point of, of the story. The really. whole <laughs> point of the story. So I get to this point in the story and we're just walking and I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I'm like leading up to it where he's about to get crucified. And as I'm talking about it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this sounds crazy. Like, I was like, <laughs> he literally goes on the cross and then he like goes into like this grave and then he like rises again. I was like, she is just like, gonna she's be not like, going to believe this. Yeah, she is not going to believe this. This is not going good. <laughs> and so I was just like, I can't go there right now. And I just, I don't even know if that thought really got in my head, but I just go, you know, and then I was like, you know, he walked this sinless, perfect life. And then like he got old and like, then he like died of old age. <laughs> That's what I said. I said he died of old age. You told some girl that Jesus died of old age. <laughs> Which I, I love like, as you're trying to like like give her the gospel story, like really like preach to her, and you told <laughs> and you like total like kill joy to the end of the story. Uh, yeah. And then he just like dies. Like, normal. Shoot, Mackenzie, 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 what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I couldn't <laughs> help it. What did she say after that? Well, so my sister, she like, my sister isn't like super into her faith, but she knows enough did she to go, know. No, he didn't. Yeah. So like <laughs> a couple, like when she tuned in, she, I'm pretty sure she tuned out for that yeah. whole conversation. She tuned in. She's like, Kenzie, no, he did it. And I was <laughs> like, like uh, no, uh, so it. then I had to like eat my words and like explain myself and yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Please. Yes. What don't judge I love. Me. I know it's not no, okay. No, no, no. What I love about that story is like, you know, I look at a lot of the like pastors that I like follow or, you know, a lot of the, the spiritual leaders in my life. And I think about them, you know, trying to explain Jesus to other people and like explain the gospel story. And I'm like, oh, I bet they're so good at it. Like, I bet they crush it. But I love that. Like, you're straight up a leader of a college women's ministry and you told somebody that Jesus died of old age. You're a heretic, basically. But you didn't mean to be. <laughs> yeah. And then we told the real story the and real it was story. all good. Yeah. And she didn't think it was crazy, but I could use some practice on that yeah. whole thing. Like, but I'm really impressed. It's hard. I get it. Like, you feel nervous. It feels like a lot of pressure. So I think that's I mean, and I know nobody's ever real. straight up like, maybe they have but I can't really remember a time where they're like tell me about Jesus there's a lot of pressure I was like whoa yeah. we are how did this happen <laughs> so anyways oh, that, that is happens. just such a good story I hope you guys got a good laugh out of that one yeah wow. she brings it up sometimes it's Mac and Ken's messed up that was a good one okay yes. all right all right so we have some questions that you guys sent in over the gram and they are awesome. You know, we're actually looking at these for the first time. We did not prepare for this. We did not this. prepare. We have no sermons to whip out our pockets or anything like that. So this is fresh. We are giving you our um, just our honest, honest like straight up unfiltered answers right here. We're going to try to move them, move through them pretty quickly. We got a variety of okay. things. So. I got a first one. Let's okay. start. 
I'm going to start with the very first question we got, which was, okay, first, I want to know whose voice is the introduction for the podcast. And the voice is my old roommate. Her name is Tiana. She's a friend of mine. Um, So we have our, we call him our producer, producer Sam, who's always in the room with us when we are recording these podcasts. He makes this all happen. And Tiana is his wife. So one day we recruited her to be our podcast voice and she crushed it. She really crushed it. Like she is the voice of the For The Girl podcast now. So behind the scenes, Tiana Gidley. We're going to keep it that way for The narrator. Yes. Yeah, we really are. She's pretty cool. Okay. I have a question that I saw that's pretty good. Okay. We're going to move a little deeper. Okay. The question is, how can a girl tell if something is from her own feelings or from God? So if it's from, Mm. if God's speaking to her or if it's just her feelings. And I have one thing to say about that. Okay. Um, I was talking to a friend about this the other day and she was like, yeah, I feel like God's been speaking to me like a lot these days. And, um, I, she was saying that she's like, you can't really figure out like what, if it's God or not. And one of the things she was, um, yeah, I don't want to give all what she was saying, but (laughs) (laughs) anyways, you don't want to give TMI, no TMI, but the queen of naming names doesn't want to give TMI. I'm trying to hold back. I'm trying to hold back. (laughs) But anyways, I think a really good way to know if it's God's voice or your own voice is what is it that he's asking you to do? Like, what is the fruit of it? Why is he asking you to do it? So if he's like, hey, I'm really, you really feel like he's asking you to like restore your relationship with your dad. Like that is something God would ask you to do. Like, Mm -hmm. is it something God would ask you to do? Then like you think about it and like, you're like, of course he would want me to restore my relationship with my dad. But if he's like, if, it, if you're like, I think I want to get back with that guy that I just broke up with. And what's the fruit of that? Is it like going to be a really healthy thing? Or are you getting back with the guy and it's going to lead to you like sleeping with him again and falling away from your faith again? Mm. And so I think you really got to look at like ask yourself, like, what is like the result of this? And is it a godly thing, a fruitful thing? Or is it not? And I think when you get to the root of that thing, you'll be able to really decide if it's from the Lord or from That's not so from the good. Lord. So good. One thing that I've really been kind of noticing a pattern of throughout scripture recently is this notion of both spirit and truth. And I think in order for us to understand the fullness of God's voice, we have to understand both. And so spirit is like, you know, you're in that moment when the Holy Spirit just speaks to you. You get that like urge, you get that nudge, you get that feeling that you should do something or you should say something or you should go go or you should stop something, whatever it is. And then what's so cool about God's voice is that it can always be found to be true in scripture. It can always be like confirmed within scripture. And so I think that that's a really good model to go about like hearing God's voice and kind of discerning. Was that just for me or was that like from the Lord Mm. is like, if you felt it in your spirit, if like you felt that like feeling of the Holy Spirit talking to you, go and confirm it in truth, like go and confirm it in scripture and like you will find it. And that's when I think like it's that combo of both spirit and truth that is um, how we can hear and know and be sure that it's God's voice. Yeah. Last thing there too. um, I think, you know, too, if you've been in a season where you really haven't had a lot of quiet time, like you really just haven't spent a lot of time with Jesus. And then all of a sudden you have this like feeling and you're and you're like I think I should do this is this God or not God if you haven't been spending time with them probably isn't God because you are 
farther away from yeah. him now because yeah. you haven't been spending time with him. Yeah. Um, so I would say like a good way to know that it's God is if if he speaks to you in your quiet time, like in the middle of you like mm. journaling, in the middle of you reading scripture, in the middle of a worship service, in the yeah. middle of church, like you are you are in the presence, like a place to encounter and a place to hear him. And so that's like God's mm. voice. But if yeah. you're like, I don't know, far from him or you haven't talked to him in a while and you feel like you hear him, it probably isn't his voice. It's probably just your own feeling. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think the last thing, if you want to hear God's voice, ask questions. It's that simple. Like you don't have to sit there and go, is that God's voice? I don't know. I don't know. Ask mm-hmm. God, like literally sit in prayer and go like, God, was that you can like, can you, can you answer more of my questions about this specific topic? Like it's a conversation. Yeah. It's not a one word and you'll miss it. Like if you didn't hear it that one time, you'll miss it. He'll never speak to you again. Yeah. Like just go keep back. asking questions. Okay. We really talked about that. Okay. One. Yeah. We won't talk so much We're gonna about We're going to move faster. Yeah. Right, okay. We got this. There's just so many thoughts that come up at once. I know. It's Some of these to are going to bring them. a lot of thoughts. Okay, we'll okay. control them. I got another question that okay. I think is cool. Yeah. Going off of your Mac and, or our Mac and Ken's mess up, uh, somebody asked, what do you think is the best way to introduce Jesus to your friends who aren't believers? And I think this is a really good question and something that um, I think about a lot because I definitely have friends in my life who... Um, don't walk with Jesus and they definitely know that like I do, you know, just based mm-hmm. off what I do, like what my job is, they definitely know that I do. And what I often find and what I think is really cool is that people do tend to ask me a lot of like my questions and opinions a lot of times. Like I think that a lot of times I think sometimes they're testing me. Like they want to know if I'm like, you know, like a lot of the like judgmental Christians that they kind of have labeled Christianity with. But I really think, and maybe this is just super simple, but I really think like the best way you can introduce your friends to Jesus is by like just being an amazing friend to them. Like if Mm -hmm. your friendship looks different than their other friendships in their life, like they're going to notice that something's different. And so I think like the Mm -hmm. best and first thing that you can do is just stand out, like look different, be the light of the world, like be Jesus to them. Mm -hmm. And those questions will come and like you will be ready and prepared to answer those questions. And even if you tell them that Jesus died of old age, it won't be like the end of the world. Like God will still (laughs) move through you and still be able to speak through you. And so I think first off, I would say, be Jesus to them. Yeah, I tend to like around my friends that don't know the Lord. I honestly am a people pleaser, so I tend to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like kind of just start participating in their their conversations and start kind of like lowering down to their level just to be more just to have more common ground and feel more relatable and closer or whatever. And like, that's like sweet and whatever, but that's not really productive. I think kind of on the same page of what you're saying, like, yeah, hang out with them, but like be a really good friend, be better than their other friends that don't know the Lord. Like go out of your way to be kind and loving and pursue that. I mean, just be a really good friend and be present in their life. And yeah, yeah, I think it happens naturally. I think invite them to things like it's crazy. Like invite them to church, invite them to worship nights, like just throw it out there. Um, cause if they get to be in a place, a moment where they can encounter God, that is really, really special. So, yeah. So cool. So cool. It's a really good way. Um, do you have another? I do. Okay. So another person asked the question, what is your fasting strategy? How mm. long do you fast and how do you prepare for it? Okay. We can't act like experts here. No. We kind of are, but we kind of We totally can't act aren't. like experts. And that's exactly what I wanted, what I wanted to say yes, is that yes. when I first started fasting, I was literally terrified of it. I thought it was the scariest thing. And I thought it was a spiritual discipline that, um, a young 20 
year old girl couldn't really do and exceed at or, you know, or succeed at and all these things. But fasting has been a really cool spiritual discipline that has actually stretched me. Like, yeah, I think something about spiritual disciplines is we think we have to master them immediately. But I think that's the beauty of spiritual disciplines is they're a discipline. They're hard. And like, you're going to mess them up and you're going to fail at them. But like, just because you don't do it perfectly doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep trying and keep going. Yeah. So as far as our strategy, so Kenzie and I fast most Tuesdays. Um, we skip often, for example, we skipped this past Tuesday, got to a coffee shop with Ken's and we were both like, mm, should we eat? <laughs> I definitely, she's being kind and including us both, but I was like, let's order breakfast. <laughs> so we definitely don't do it every single Tuesday. But I think um, one thing I would mention for fasting is number one, there's no point in doing fasting if you don't set aside time for like prayer within the midst yeah. of it. Like you can fast all day, not eat and literally go about your day, have a million things on your plan. And like at the end of the day, like if you didn't actually take the time to like talk to God in the midst of it, like I just maybe would call that a diet. So that's a little different. So yeah. I think like if you're fasting, make sure that you're picking a day that you can actually like have time to pray. Like Kinsey and I usually like we'll go for a walk and we'll take, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and just pray together about really specific things that we wanted to fast on that day. And then also like individually make sure that you like are doing that too. And then yeah. another thing I would say is, you know, we have our weekly rhythm that we don't always do super awesome at. But another thing I think is like when you're entering into big seasons of your life, I think an extended, like more intense season of fasting can be really powerful and good. Um, before conference every year, Ken's and I usually will pick like five days in a row where we'll fast sun up to Sunday, sundown all five days in a row. And we'll set aside time to pray every single day. And that's always really cool for me. I love that time. I feel like our prayers yeah. are just like so alive and so like, I just feel like conference in the start of a semester is so covered in prayer when we do that. So those yeah. would be a couple tips that I would give. Yeah. It's so easy to get like religious about fasting. You're yeah. like, my church is doing a fast, so I'm just going to do it too. And you don't really have like a reason or maybe that like, yeah, I think it's important. Like fasting is really personal. Like if there's yeah. something hard you're walking through or like you need clarity in something, you need to hear God's voice in something, or if there's something like really big on the horizon, like those are the perfect times to fast. Yeah. Um, that's why some Tuesdays, like some Tuesdays we're like, we are for, we are not canceling. And I will say we do it most Tuesdays, but there's a lot of times where we are like, we are not canceling because like there's something big that we really, really feel God like being like, come to me, like talk to me, like you needed to step into this discipline plan for me. Like that's why you fast. You fast to hear like God's voice clear. We say it all the time in our fast. Like our prayer during our fast walks and days are like so much more powerful. I don't yeah. know what it is. I mean you feel you feel different when you pray fasted than when you pray full of Yeah. <laughs> and that's the purpose of it. Yeah. I think sometimes we are just like, oh let's fast because like we should try to be mature like that. But the purpose is really just to hear God's voice and to press into that deeper. It's such a beautiful thing. It's so transformative. And some of my biggest, hardest seasons, what's gotten me through it is a fast. So if you are walking through something like difficult like that, I would really encourage you, really empower you to fast. It is like such a good discipline to hear God's voice clearly. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, there's different ways that everybody, like as far as like strategy, yeah. do it differently. Yeah. For us, we do like, we, yeah, we don't eat breakfast all day. We don't eat meals until dinner time. Yeah. Um, but I've heard it done so many different ways. Of course, there's like the Daniel fast, there's liquid fast, there's 
no food for the whole time, you can like do your research and figure out what works best for you, but make it personal. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I had to say there. Step into it. Just do it. Try it out. I yeah. That's try the most it. important thing. It's been super growing for us in a lot of ways. We've yeah. done it since the beginning of delight. And I think it's a huge reason why Yeah, we've gotten where we've gotten. You got us a question? I did. I did. Oh, shoot. You lost it? Yeah. Oh, kingdom friendship. How do you find kingdom friendship in college? Ooh. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to say before I jump in? You jump in and I'll add in after. Okay. So how do you find kingdom friendship in college? I'm going to give you just like a couple practical things right here. Um, it's funny. I talk to a lot of college girls on the phone and they often make a sweeping generalization that there's no believers on their campus or like there's nobody on our my campus that like knows the Lord or is pursuing their faith. And yeah. I know that that probably feels that way. And like, yeah, it's, it can be really hard on particular universities. Like it probably is at some of them, like a lot fewer people than like, and so it's hard to find. But I will still say like there are people there mm. and it's just a matter of like plugging into certain places and pursuing people and getting out of your dorm room, like doing things, meeting people and being bold in that way. And so, yeah, I would say a good place to start to find kingdom friendship is um, through like ministries on campus. Definitely. Um, I think one of the biggest things for Mac and I were like particular ministries went to Campus Crusades, of course, Delight. Um, I mean, there's a number of them. Just like worship nights we went worship to. Nights. Connecting with people through little things, you know? Even yeah. like those one-off nights, I would like make friendships through a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, 100%. And it's scary, you know, like walking into those places for the first time. I remember getting to college and I remember it just being really intimidating. Going by yourself, my roommates didn't know the Lord, so they weren't going to come with me. And I was walking in there like alone and like, yeah. But if I know that there's probably things that happen at your university so go to them and just show up and be brave and that's like a really great place ask people we say all the time like be a pursuer um you know a huge like story of mac and i's friendship is like we like pursued each other like we weren't friends and then and met at the end of freshman year and like pursued each other over the summer because we like admired each other and wanted to be friends with each other. And if you see somebody who you're like, Oh, I really want to be friends with her. I want to connect with her. But you just feel awkward about like texting her, text her and like pursue people. That's like how you build friendship is by pursuing people. Even when it feels weird or awkward, you can also meet friends through like church community. Like I would just say like, be bold, be brave, get outside of your comfort zone, get out of your dorm room, plug Mm -hmm. into places there's yeah. people if you look for them. Yeah. And I think the thing about kingdom friendship is, you know, when we say kingdom friendship, we mean like friendships that are centered on Jesus. And um, I think sometimes when we are pursuing friendships like this, we think like a kingdom friendship has to look a certain way. Like we already have in our mind, you know, it's going to be me and a friend at a coffee shop reading our Bibles. And like, that's the only way it's going to look. And so I think maybe for some of you, just let go of your expectations of what you thought it was going to look like, you know. Honestly, like my friendships that are really centered on Jesus are like some of my most fun friendships. Like honestly, probably 60, 70, 80% of the time we're just like laughing and like being dumb and not talking about the Lord. But then there's those like really intentional places within our friendship that we like talk about that and we make that a huge part of our friendship. And so just because you're looking for kingdom friendships doesn't mean that you're going to be like at a worship night 
talking about the Bible 100% of the time. So just like let go of some of that expectation. And some of the friendships that you're in right now that you have been thinking aren't kingdom friendships, maybe it's just because you haven't gone there yet. Like maybe you haven't asked those questions. Maybe you haven't like put yourself in like um, an encounter with the Lord together. And maybe when you do that, some of those friendships you already have might turn into those types of friendships. So just kind of remove expectations, I'd say too. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know, but we are going on our third annual For the Girl tour. If you haven't been to one of the tour stops yet, you have to go this year. We are going to 12 cities, one of which is probably really close to you, and it's even worth the drive. Mac and I will be there. We are going to be speaking. We're going to be leading prayers, workshops, worship. It's going to be absolutely incredible. I seriously believe that this night could change your life forever. We would love to meet you. We are going to have exclusive merch, just so many fun things. So we will see you there. We are going to be releasing the dates and places on December 10th. So I know you guys are probably on the edge of your seat. We are finalizing some details and then you can sign up for the city near you and we will see you soon. All right. Okay. Next question. So you're going to have to think on this a little bit because this is about you personally. So it says, what has God been revealing in your personal lives lately? And I thought this was cool because I think a lot of times Ken's and I are really like thinking and praying on delight and what's next for delight and, you know, what's God teaching us that we need to share with the delight community. But I think like, um, honestly, something that God's been teaching me lately is just the importance of hearing his voice for me. Like I think sometimes in ministry, I just hear his voice for other people and like, or it's for some new project that I'm working on, or it's for some new, you know, Devo that I need to teach or, or some new sermon that I need to preach or whatever it is. And I think like God has been just teaching me lately that there are really specific things that he wants to tell me and they're not something that I immediately have to like package up and share with the world. I think sometimes God does his best work in us when we really let it simmer. Like when we let his voice simmer with us when we don't like, when we're not so quick to share it with the world around us and the people mm-hmm. around us and kind of let other opinions speak into it. And I think there's a time in a season for that. But I think that like, there's something really beautiful about that, like really hidden, quiet place with the Lord just between you and him. And, um, just because I'm sitting with the Lord hearing about something for delight or hearing about something for my church, doesn't mean that I can check that off as my box for like time where I'm literally hearing from the Lord for like my own life. And so yeah. I think that's something I've been learning and something that, you know, I think all of us could do more of, of like, God, what are you speaking to me that isn't a next step? It's not an answer. It's not a sermon to preach. It's not um, a blog post to write, but it's just something that like you want to say to me specifically that you just want me to hold in my heart and like simmer Mm -hmm. on for several months. So that's one thing I feel like God's been teaching me lately. Yeah, that's real. Like sometimes we, yeah, there's obviously those big moments of revelation in your journey with the Lord where it's like totally life-changing and shifting and And you you talk about it for everybody. yeah. Yeah. And it's something you talk about for a long time, but then there's things in your everyday that are so important to you that you just need to hold tightly with God. That's so good. Yeah. Um, what God has been teaching me recently, oh my gosh, I feel like this season of my life has been kind of chaotic. I'm like, uh, there's just like so much happening and like worldly lens and perspective and yeah, I feel a little like overwhelmed with just like mm-hmm. everything I got at the to-do list and like 
I don't know, that has to do with work and outside of work and all the things. And so, gosh, my quiet time these days, and I realized this this morning, um, my quiet time these days has just been like a little bit dull because mm. I haven't really been able to get past my <laughs> to-do list. I feel yeah. like I'm just like so distracted. Mm. Um I think I need to just throw away my computer or something. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about, you know, Christmas break will be an amazing time. Throw away your computer for a week. Oh, yeah. That'll be so good. But no, there's still things that God has been for sure telling me in the midst of that. Um, Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is just like how much like Jesus and God can be um, just a place of freedom and a place of like uh, just worship that fills you up and sustains you. Like you talk about God being a sustainer. Like what that really means is like when you spend time with Jesus, like when you have your quiet time, when you have moments of worship, when you're reading the Bible, like those moments sustain you through Mm. hard times, through busy weeks, through stressful days, through a crazy calendar like God is a sustainer he sustains your energy he sustains your your kindness towards people he sustains your your thought life like he gets you through these hard things and I feel like that's really true right now when life is really busy for me I'm like really pressing in and being like okay like even at church this Sunday I was just was worshiping and being like this is like my time to like soak it all Mm -hmm. in like every worship song right now I've got to like press into because this is what's gonna like get me through the week really and it's just a cool thing to be able to have somebody in a place that sustains you like what a Mm -hmm. beautiful thing and I need that right now and he so is that for me so yeah he's just such a good God in that way that we have somebody we can like go we're like God life is hard I feel like it's crazy help me and he like meets you in that he really does I don't think I tap into that as much as I can or I should good so good. So that's really awesome. Okay, we got a lot of relationship questions. Like, oh, boy. let's do it. I'm ready. Well, we talk about dating a lot. We won't go for too long because some people might not want to hear about it, but we got a lot going on here. So, okay. Um, do you have one that stood out? I mean, should we just go for it? How to handle your best friend flirting with your ex? <laughs> what? I can't believe you actually asked that one. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. I feel like we need to just offer some some you words there. You should talk to your friend. Yeah, you should talk to your friend because yeah. I think that that's really well, number one, if it's really happening, that is like really not, you know, like it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. But you also could be reading the situation wrong. And so I think that communicating with your friend, because obviously like your friend is a part of your life right now. And like, just saying like, Hey, I've noticed this, this, and this, and this kind of hurts me in this way. And I just Mm -hmm. want to be real with you rather than just like assuming that's what's happening and like being mad at her behind closed doors I think it's really important to communicate that to her easier said than done but um I think that is the first and most important step in that situation yes I agree you just need to talk if you were flirting with one of my exes I would be really scared to talk to you about it but I would (laughs) you'd also be really confused and you know what (laughs) what'd you say also really confused And yeah, the funny thing is I know that she would respond really like kindly and I'm hopefully your friend will too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if she actually is and she's like been intentionally doing that, then it maybe is a time to just like reevaluate your season of friendship right now. So I think like 
it's probably going to be hard and painful and, and not easy or comfortable, but will be so good to have clarity rather than like confusion and assuming the worst. Yes, 100%. Okay, another question is, how do I get through a painful breakup? Um, oof. Ooh. So tough. I hate breakups. They're just breakups? honestly the hardest things Breakups ever. are tough. They really are. Okay, I'll say um, I've went through really hard breakup one big one and one thing I would tell you particularly is this is like a hard thing to hear but don't reach out to him Um, yeah I think it's so good yeah I think like a lot of like healing needs to happen in your life um and it's not you're gonna delay the healing process by meeting up with him or texting him every couple weeks or every couple months or whatever you're you're just delaying it and you're you actually you really are making it harder on yourself and so I would say first of all like if you feel that temptation if it's you know I don't know something about late at night and you're alone yeah makes you want to like text him or something and I would just say be intentional with your time like I would um like I remember always like going for a run and getting out of my head when those things when I was tempted so do something like that um, on that same page also too, I would say to you, if you're after a t- tough breakup, like this is a perfect opportunity to start to like step into some things mm. that God has put on your heart. And for some of you, you might know what that is. Some of you might not have any idea. You probably, maybe you never thought of like your purpose or mm-hmm. your passions. And like, this is your time to start digging into those things. Like what is God calling you to do? Like start making, um, putting purpose behind your every day. I know a huge gift for me was delight in the midst of a breakup because I just had something to like go to that like brought me alive again and gave me life again and I know that not everybody of course like gets to do something like delight and run an organization for some of you might have like a regular job or just like feel really stuck but even still I think you can find moments to bring purpose back to your life and ignite some passions um in your everyday so I'd really encourage you to like seek that out um Mm. I think a lot of healing will happen then as well It's so good. So good. Uh, Another question that I saw that is kind of, you know, another question that kind of goes along with that is how do you fight the feeling of loneliness? And Mm. um, I'm a really big believer that loneliness is always an invitation from God to step into deeper intimacy um, with him. And so what you might see as I'm alone, nobody cares, nobody sees me is really just like changing your perspective and your gaze to seeing that, oh my gosh, like God loves me so much and he wants me and he's jealous for me and he wants my time and he wants my attention. And so Mm. I think if you're battling a season of loneliness, like truly press in even deeper in your walk with Jesus, like give even more of your time to him in that season. And I really believe that like when you know, or when you spend more time with the Lord, you understand more of who you are. You start to understand your value more. You start to understand your worth more. And that pushes you right back into relationships. Like, I don't think relationships are going to fill the void of loneliness, but once you know who you are and like, you're so rooted and strong in that, like God pushes you right back into relationships that will fulfill you, whether that's friendships or it's romantic relationships or it's mentors or it's people that you can pour into like I think that pressing into your walk with Jesus is kind of like just always the answer to loneliness yeah that's so good so good any more relationship questions that we should um opinions on moving in with your boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) that is a question and I 
feel like we're on the same page, Mac. And I would that say is, I would no. Yes, I would not advise for that. We actually just did a whole episode on purity. purity that you can go back and listen to. And that's a really good one. And there's a few other questions about like sexual temptations and purity and boundaries. And yeah, I would say go back to that episode. We speak a lot into that subject in particular. I yeah. know it's a hard one, purity and like sexual and beauty with your boyfriend and being yeah it's all so hard and sticky and tricky and yeah I would just go back to that episode we speak a lot into that you need to listen put put this one down go listen to that one yeah and the last kind of relationship related question that I saw was best ways to guard your heart and I thought this was interesting that's a good Mm. question because I think that um guarding your heart is important for sure like I think that um you know, there are definitely like places in your heart that you shouldn't give so much of yourself away, um, just in certain areas of relationships. Like that's just super important. But also I think a lot of us are maybe too good at guarding our heart and don't really know how to let people in. And so, um, I tend to struggle more with that side of things. I tend to be really, really guarded. And so Mm. I really feel like I'm in a season where I think right now it's better for me to take take the risk, um, and kind of be face the, you know, the rejection on that's on the other side of that, or the heartbreak that's on the other side of that or whatever it is. And know that like, I have God, my sustainer to like meet me on the other side of that. Um, so I'd say that's something that I've been learning when it comes to guarding my heart. But for those of girls that like just give their heart away to anybody, do you have any pieces of advice for how they can guard their heart? Ooh, wow. You're really putting (laughs) Yes, that's a good question. Um, I've found in relationships, sometimes at the beginning there, you are just so like wrapped up in emotions because it's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Like the beginning of a relationship is like, like just like so fun and emotional Mm -hmm. and amazing. And so, yeah, I would say for that girl who like is trying to guard their heart in the middle of that, I would just like be really careful with your thought life. Um, and also with your conversations with that person, like you don't need to start talking about like marriage and future too soon. Like mm-hmm. there's so much before that, that you could talk about that, um, like God has for you in those beginning stages. And so I'd be really careful with your thought life. Like just start, like, just like take it day by day and really look at their character um, have like the first conversations, not those last conversations. I think we all tend to get a little too excited there at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's so good. So good. Okay. Next question. I love this question, but it says any advice for the girl who is nervous to get back into a Christ centric life. And if you're listening and this is you first off, this is so exciting and amazing. And like, I just want to celebrate this moment that there's like interest there and that you're reaching out about it and that you're asking about it. Um, I would say my number one thing and a piece of advice for you would be to find somebody that like you, you almost like look up to or admire for their faith and just start spending a lot of time with them. Like just spend time with them, like ask them, can I hang out with you today? Like, can I just come hang out at your house while you like run errands or like whatever it is, like just start spending time with them, go to coffee with them, like invite them over for dinner at your house, like whatever it is, like they might be older than you. They might be your age. doesn't really matter, but Mm -hmm. just find somebody who like you really see who 
embodies Jesus or like wears Jesus really well and just spend time with them, ask them questions. And like, I really believe that the more time you spend with them, the more of like who they are and who Jesus is in them will start to just like rub off on you. And I think that like, it doesn't have to be this scary like thing where you like declare like, okay, I'm back all the way. Like, I think take some steps towards it. And I think mm-hmm. through that, you'll find a really um, almost genuine re-entry into faith. Like you'll find an re-entry where it doesn't feel yeah. forced. It doesn't feel religious. It doesn't feel like you're only doing it because you feel like you have to, but it's like truly through relationship. And I think that that's like, so the way that God has wired us is to like encounter him through relationships in a lot of ways. And I think when you spend time with that person, like all those fruits of the spirit, all of those spiritual disciplines will come in time Mm. because you're kind of like starting to model a life that looks like this person. So that would be like my really basic, easy Mm, advice for you. Yeah, that's really, really good. I think also like get to know Jesus for yourself. I don't know if you're somebody who's like stepping into this the first time and don't know Jesus at all, or maybe you're somebody who is just trying again after a couple of years of putting your faith on the back burner and you're ready to kind of like start off on a new foot. And yeah, I would say just get to know Jesus for yourself. Like spend a lot of time with him. Talk to him. Like just talk to him like a friend, like a father. Um, Leave some space in your day, in your mornings. Don't get like, I'm not even telling you to be like super crazy (laughs) religious about it again. Like just like, you know, spend time with him. Um, That's where it all begins. My sister, she's not really a believer. And she, one of the reasons that like holds her back from like stepping into faith completely is because she's like, well, I don't want my life to look like all those like, you know, like Christians, they're just like in their little bubble or like, you know, that means I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this. And Mm -hmm. I mean, in some ways she's right, but also I just believe that if she got to know Jesus herself, it would be way less of like, oh, now I can't do this or I feel like I regret this. And I feel like you won't experience that and it won't feel confining or constraining if you just get to know the heart of God. Yeah. It'll, you'll, it'll just naturally overflow. So yeah, yeah get yeah. to know Jesus for yourself. I'll also say like people are probably going to disappoint you. Like the church is probably going to disappoint yeah. you. People, leaders, whatever are going to disappoint you. And so you got to know Jesus first so that yeah. it carries you through those moments of disappointment. That's so good. And I would say too, just like start fresh, like open a new page, get rid of all your old narratives that you thought about Christianity or what walking with Jesus looked like and like start in the New Testament, read the gospels and just like straight up, like reintroduce yourself to Jesus and be like, Hey, I'm Mackenzie. I'm back. You're Jesus. It's good to know each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's real. He talks to you just like anybody else if you sit and listen. Yeah. Okay. um, Another question we have is, wait, how do you think this has been going? I think this is pretty fun. I like this. Pretty fun. Honestly, I wish if when we do this again, if we do this again, yeah, we need some more raw, crazy, I need some, some juicy, juicy questions. How much more entertaining would this be, guys? Give us some juicy ones. You know, we will give you the honest answers. We are not afraid. <laughs> we are not afraid. So anyways, though, here's um, a really great question. It says, what has been one of the most rewarding things about starting delight what has been something super rewarding um I have something off the top of my head okay um 
I think the accountability that has come through mm, leadership. I think when you step into leadership of any kind for anybody out there who's either they're like trying to start a delight chapter or are leading a delight chapter or leading at their church or leading mm. in some capacity, there's this level of accountability. I've talked about it forever, like since the beginning of doing delight on at Belmont's campus in college. Like, yeah, uh, because I was leading, I like couldn't, you know, of course I wasn't going to like go party on the weekends and I was and I couldn't sleep with my boyfriend and all these things it wasn't like I couldn't but there's just people looking and like if I didn't have that I feel like there would have been like a lot more like it just would have been easier to like kind of like to have those like mess up moments and so it's been really sweet getting just like this accountability also it's just kept me accountable to read my bible and like have like my faith still stay alive it's been a really cool thing I even see it you know now um we're in our mid-20s and like a lot of our friends honestly have like kind of fallen away from their faith or some of them have and I really like I know that 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 could have been me that could have been any of us but I think one huge reason why I've like stayed so close to Jesus is just because of the accountability that's come from leading delight. So I'm so grateful for that. It's been, I think we could look at leadership and that accountability as a negative thing and feel constraining, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's really been a beautiful thing for me. So yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I think one of the most rewarding things about starting delight for me has probably been, um, I think just getting a front row seat to all that God is doing. Like literally yeah. every single day, I feel like we get to hear stories of so cool. revival sparking on college campuses, of women's lives being changed, of people encountering Jesus for the first time. And um, honestly, when we started Delight, I don't know if I had that vision for it, but like it's been really cool how mm-hmm. over the years, like God has just expanded upon it and made it such a like crazy, cool, almost like little, it's almost like a, a stadium where there's like this huge thing happening in the middle and like we just get to like watch it and see what's happening and I'm so thankful that we get a front row seat to to what God is doing in and through women on college campuses so yeah it's been really rewarding so good so good okay um do you have any more questions that you feel like we haven't covered or that you want to hit they do we have one advice for college girls and time management (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's Time hilarious management i am a procrastinator so you don't want advice from me on that um i would say get your things done but still have fun yeah have a lot of fun make a plan i've really been into calendaring yeah my weeks these days like just being really intentional with your time there are people that are intentional with their time and then there's people that are not intentional and the people that are intentional will get so much more done. Um, True. So I think you can do a lot there. Also, like, honestly, don't be lazy. Like, be a good steward of your yeah. time. Like, yeah. you can so easily just get on your Netflix for four yeah. hours at night or your phone, your social media for two hours of the day, seven hours yeah. of the day. I don't know who I'm talking to, but yeah, don't be lazy with your time. Like, be a good steward of it. You can make so much, you can make yeah. one day feel like 100 days if you are really intentional. And I feel like the more that you like get done and the more that you make happen, the more room you leave for spontaneity, like the more room you leave to be able to be like, yes, I do want to do that because I got all my things done. So, so good. I think that's pretty, pretty important. 
Okay. okay, last question. What does the future of Delight look like for you guys? Ooh, such a good question. There's so many exciting things on the horizon in the Delight world. A couple of them. First thing is um, next semester, we are launching a new book that all of the Delight chapters are going to be using. And instead of simply reading stories, we are going to be reading through the book of John as a Delight community together. First time we've ever done anything like this. So you are going to be diving into some major scripture next semester, it's which we are so good. So excited about. There's still a story element to it. I think it's going to create really cool conversations. But like we talked about for the girl asking if how does she get back into a Jesus centered life? Like this is such an awesome way to do that. Like you're going to re get to know Jesus through this book. So we're really excited about that. We also have some big changes or things happening with for the girl. Yes, we are going on tour in February, mostly February, a little bit of January, February, March. So be looking out for those dates. We're it, probably coming to a city close to you. Yeah, we're going, we're going to, to pretty much all the major cities. Yeah, we really are. 12 yeah. places, you guys. So if you're Crazy. listening to this podcast, you can find a place to go. And it is so fun. We are going to be like... We're going to be up there, maybe having a dance. We might do a dance. We Did we do a dance last year? No, no we didn't do last but year. I really but in thinking, years past, we've done dances. It might be coming back, you guys, and it will be better than ever. We're going to have awesome worship. worship. Seriously, we've been dreaming about the worship for this For the Girl Tour, and it's going to be bigger than before, better than ever. We just like, honestly, I feel like God has been moving a lot in delight and in worship on college campuses. Yeah. So we're just really gonna excited be for worship. We're going to be bringing a word to you that's going to empower word. you. We might be talking a little bit about dating and tips and tricks and fun things because, I mean, we all need some help in that area of our lives, including us. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. But it's going to be so It's going to be an fun. amazing night just to like encounter Jesus. You yeah. don't want to miss the 2024 The Girl Tour. You have to come get your friends. Like bring a busload with you, bring please. Bring a busload. Yeah. All the Delight Girls, if you're not in Delight, if you're out of college and high school, you guys are all welcome. You can buy tickets online. Yes, or yes. Or in person, but you should get them online. They're it's going to be so fun. Yes. Delightministries.com at the moment for all things tickets. We're also going to have really cute merch. It's yes. going to be better than ever. And yeah. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. So those are some big things happening the beginning of next year. We'll be back with more podcast episodes. Um, yeah. So lots of exciting things. We're really pumped about just the vision behind next year and where we feel like God is moving in and through college women. And we're so excited to keep keeping this conversation going with you guys. Like it's yeah. been so fun. I've loved doing podcasting this year and I'm excited to see what topics we cover next year. Going to be even juicier. I already know we have some good podcast plan. We won't give them away, but we have some good things in mind. So I think we're going to even be stepping up the podcast. I hope you guys have liked it. This is our first time doing it, but yeah. it's going to be better. Always better. Always better. We're always growing, always, you know, <laughs> just getting better at life, podcasting. Growing up, just youngins out here trying to make it work. So. Yes, but we love you guys so much. We hope you have the best Christmas breaks. Yes. And we will see you in 2020. Oh my goodness, it is Christmas time and I am living my best holly jolly life. I love it so much and I'm really excited to tell you about two exciting things happening this December within the Delight community. Number one, did you know that we have a free Christmas series that you can sign up for on our website? 
All you got to do is head to our website, sign up, and you'll receive seven days of devotional content in your email inbox every day. It's an incredible way to dive deeper in your walk with Jesus this holiday season. And then number two, all throughout the month of December, we are offering free shipping on every order if you spend more than $50. So you got to get your Christmas presents. Make sure you get your orders in ASAP so that they arrive in time before Santa comes on December 25th. It's such an amazing season. We also have some of our favorite books on sale within the website. So you'll want to shop. Get to it, girls.